0: Perfect. So uh, my name is Amber Borden. Um, I am 22 currently. Um, I'm a 2000 baby, so I age with the year. It's much easier to keep track of that way. (laughs) Um, Currently, I'm actually a student. Uh, I'm in a master's program I just started. It's very exciting. Um, Right now, I'm going to U of T, to OISE, their grad school, for a master's of teaching. Um, I got my undergrad um, at York for psychology um, because I I want to be a teacher, I want to be a high school teacher specifically and teach the social sciences and history. So the very socially conscious subjects, I want to be the teacher that um, I didn't have growing up or I had the very kind of seldom really great teachers, the teachers who you feel comfortable and safe (laughs) in school, like being whoever you are, whether you um, typically have struggles in school system or not, like I want to be that safe space and I want to be so passionate about what I'm teaching that like even if you don't care about what you're learning, like you're still learning something and you care that you are learning. Um, And it kind of hopefully will foster um, a sense of you wanting to go learn something yourself. Um, So I'm a big psychology nerd. Um, I wanna make other people's psychology nerds Um, and I'm a ginormous like ADHD advocate. Um, I actually got diagnosed super duper late. So very, very common for women with ADHD, unfortunately. Um, Oh, my pronouns are she, her. so I, despite being expelled from preschool, was diagnosed at age 20 because I sought it out. <laughs> when were you first diagnosed with ADHD? Yeah, so um, like I said, my sister had actually originally got, uh, got diagnosed because she. So we've got different comorbidities, just to keep things spicy. She's got OCD. <laughs> um, and so she, one of her things is she really needs to just know things. Like she actually also wants to be a teacher, but she wants to do math and um, drama. So together we can just teach a whole school. <laughs> um, and so she really needed to know. And so she spent like lots and lots of money getting diagnosed. Um, she got my parents kind of to help her with it. Um, she went through like a specialist and everything and um, was talking through a therapist with that. And I was like, okay, obviously we know like I'm like the poster child for like, I check off every single box and especially being in psych, like I've had access to read the DSM. Like I know I check off every single box. And so especially too, I'm like, why don't, why, why, how has this not been a thing? Um, because obviously they don't teach parents to go get your children diagnosed. They don't teach parents um, kind of mental health literacy, um, which is unfortunate and so I'm like well my family doctors know I was hyperactive like bouncing off the walls like I was that kid where like you'd be like oh like how much sugar have they had and you're like oh none they just climbed the walls like you know like I was that kid and so it was crazy to me the fact that I never got diagnosed even the, especially like anytime I tell anybody like oh I got di- I got expelled from preschool and they're like what <laughs> um and I'm like oh simple answer like undiagnosed ADHD <laughs> but um I think I just kind of went under the radar because I got identified as gifted early. So when I was in grade, um, I was in uh, Montessori school. I I got expelled from Montessori school too. Like Take that in. (laughs) Um, But so my sister and I had gone to a different Montessori school up until about grades um, one and three. And so when we moved to kind of regular mainstream um, public school, that was like she was in grade three. And so this was the year where they did kind of like the main screening for um like giftedness and so my parents were like oh wait like we didn't do that with amber so let's do that because my dad is gifted as well um and so i ended up being i've been gifted and i think that just kind of took precedent and i've done a lot of research on like 2e or like twice um uh twice exceptional children and so the kind of literature on that says like you're going to get diagnosed with the one thing and not the other <laughs> usually and so i had great grades i didn't have to try and i would get like a's maybe b's kind of thing um all throughout high school i kind of started noticing that some things just didn't click like there was just there's just some struggles that just didn't make sense and i was raised privileged and i'm very aware of my privilege and i try and kind of acknowledge that every single day um i come from a family that is very supportive typically um however they are also a family that values education first and kind of my sister and I learned to associate ourselves with their grades and so I was like something just isn't clicking like even I was able to recognize at that point I was like okay sometimes if I'm reading a test like I don't understand it but a teacher just reads it out loud the exact question exactly how it's written and it it like works better and I had a couple of teachers who kind of like noticed over the years like there's something like we want to help you more. And I just, I didn't know what it was. And I had spoken to kind of like an educational psychologist May 11th. Yeah. In grade 11, because I'm like, Hey, like what's going on? And they they basically just said like, Hey, you're graduating next year. You've made honor roll every single year. You're not a priority. Like they're not going to do anything. There are kids who are just in grade nine. Um, who are having a lot more struggle. There are kids practically failing. Like you're just not a priority, unfortunately. And so that again, just kind of went the back of my mind. I was like, oh, okay, you're not a priority, whatever. like blah blah, blah. And then I just kind of kept moving on. and like, how has your experience been in educational spaces? Absolutely. So, um, for me, um like I again, I'm very like I I know a lot of ADHDers are not so lucky to find such an amazing study habit or method um, that works well for them and I think also just the program of choice for me I am one of those people where uh, I'm very very good at coming up with mnemonics um, and so if I need like to memorize something like I can come up with a trick like super duper quick like almost like I don't even necessarily have to know what it is if somebody just says how can I remember this I could probably help them out like and so I like psychology again it's a lot of memorization as well um, and I think just having, I guess, kind of more a psych oriented brain, like it just make more sense to me. Um, and so for something like math or science, like I might struggle a lot more with the application, and everything like that. So again, I got lucky with the the discipline that I have. And I, again, ADHD, while a curse is also a blessing like um, because I'm so interested in psychology. ADHD on top of interest, bam, like you, I'm excited to learn. Like, again, I've, I've always loved school. Like I wanna be a teacher. Um, I, it it definitely helps that I'm so interested in the material that I'm learning. And I found a lot of people just be like, oh, like, I'm taking this course. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, you're you're paying money for this? Like, do you not want to take this course? Like, isn't this what the, the career you want to do? They're like, yeah, but whatever. And I'm like, well, how did, because my brain couldn't wrap it around because I'm like, all I know is if I'm interested in something, like, that's it. Like, you can't stop me, you know, like, it's just a force and it's that's it. And so I, definitely found early on um kind of the method that works well for me. And I again like have having realized like kind of over the years of being in school, like okay, what works for a neurotypical does not work for me. Um and I think a lot of kind of teachers just attribute that to the fact that like, oh she's gifted, she thinks differently, but haha what they didn't know. <laughs> um, and so um there's a lot of things that I will kind of approach with a different way to go about it. Or um I always loved the courses that were just completely based on the textbook because I couldn't just sit in a lecture and listen or pay attention. Like that was impossible. Um, I would need to read the textbook and I would highlight it with my colors and I would come up with a mnemonic. and be able to like regurgitate the textbook back to you. Um, but when it came to like writing a paper, like that was something that I would struggle with a lot. And I, again, like my ADHD has kind of just gone downhill, <laughs> like throughout life. Because again, obviously, university um, is so much less structured than the school day where you wake up like you're eight, you go to school, you're in this class until this time. And so it's the change in structure was definitely a a big thing as well. Um, In first year, it wasn't too, too bad, because I was just so excited about the new environment. And I was on meal plan. So it wasn't like I had to do anything else. I could just go buy my food, eat it, whatever. Um, I got by on like nachos and rice (laughs) during the first year. Um, and then in second year, I moved into kind of like a suite style residence. Um, so I had to cook my own meals. And so that was better, um, I think, because I worked at a grocery store, I knew how to shop at a grocery store. Um, it wasn't so overstimulating, luckily, to go to a grocery store, because I'd grown up kind of working there. Um, and I had a roommate that I was really close with. But then in third year, um, I, it was kind of just me and this other girl didn't know very well. So I had to make more of my own meals. And so that was when I kind of realized how I already knew I didn't like cooking, but that was kind of when I realized I started falling off with cooking and I just naturally am very bad at reading kind of hunger cues and stuff like that. And so that on top of ADHD meds, like, and especially in my fourth year of university, I lived in just this basement bachelor apartment and it was the worst probably for my mental health, but I think it was a very, very valuable experience um, because I just would like, I would like eat Cool Whip for dinner and like go to bed or I'd come home from school, or I'd have like online like zoom school. And then I would just be like, well, um, cooking uses too many executive functions, I will go to bed for dinner. And like, it was a really hard time, because I was just, again, like brought up on so focused. um, I was brought up to be so focused on equating myself with my school, and like with my schoolwork and grades. And so I would just put everything into that. And like, How has your experience been in the workplace? So um, I've had a couple, I've actually had a few different jobs there. All the jobs I've had are very, very different from each other. I guess that makes sense. (laughs) But so the very first job I ever had was working uh, as a grocery store cashier. And I really liked that job because I was able to interact with people. Um, But it got so boring and so monotonous just doing like this every single day. Um, And so I... I mean, I would do it like here and there, just like around school and everything. Um, because like I, I um live in Newmarket. Um, I was born and raised in Newmarket. And so going from like York University, like North York to Newmarket was a, a hassle. So I'd only work there every once in a while, like during school. And then I got a job working in residence life, which um it was very interesting. Um, I definitely would not want to do it again because there was a lot of um kind of sitting at a, a table and just kind of monotonous, whatever, but I really liked interacting with like, the residents. Um, I absolutely adore working at a camp as a camp counselor. I worked with five-year-olds. Um, I worked there for two years. So the first year I worked with five-year-olds and I, I think that's a perfect environment for, for me to work in because I was able to match them with their their energy and their enthusiasm. I would say one of my superpowers is just enthusiasm. Like I can summon that out of just nowhere. Like it doesn't matter. Like I am like, listen, I'm going to give your kid the best freaking time of their lives. And so it doesn't matter if I'm like on the floor. Oh, I've got no iron. Doesn't matter. Up I go. Here we go. Because I'm so passionate about like camp and and I want kids to have a great experience. Um, And so um, that was definitely a really great job for me. Um, Just that type of environment being a camp counselor, I think it's an amazing job for especially 80 years. Um, and then the, uh last job um that I would talk about is the job I currently have. So I work at a restaurant. Um it's I work at I don't know if you've heard it's a little place called the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> um it's we I, I work at um so it's the only one in Canada. So it's e- extremely busy. And so um I love that job. It's so fast-paced, it's amazing. I get to run around, but I'll have servers there just like taking mental orders. And I'm like, oh no 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 I can't do that and so I'm writing every single thing down like people are talking I'm like no I'm like I'm every single tiny little tidbit of information ever and like some servers will be like that. come on like you gotta go like when I was training I was like no 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 you don't get it like I I have to write it down if I don't write this down I'm not going to remember like even if they ordered like just a glass of water like this has to be written down and so there are definitely things here and there where I've noticed like they've come into play a lot even just at like the restaurant I work at because in general it's so fast-paced it's wonderful I wear a lot of hats there. I do a lot of different jobs. So it's nice to run around, do lots of things. But like, if a manager is ever asking me something, or if they say like, hey, can you get this from like the storage section? I am like, okay, what, one second, I have to write this down. Like, (laughs) I'm not going to remember what I'm supposed to be getting. Uh, If you send me downstairs to the, like to the elevator, to the section where we have all our storage stuff, it could be one thing. I'm not going to remember what it is. So let me get a list. And so I've had multiple people multiple times, like realize that. And so they either know they have to pause, wait for me to get a list, write everything down or they are like no just just remember this so is one or two things or like you no know, like you have to engage with your guests I'm like do you want me to get their order right or would you rather me like have a good time with them <laughs> so it's it's a give and take it's definitely been a, a lot of learning um but I've also met a lot of uh, other people who have ADHD that work in that industry as well so it's great what are some of the biggest misconceptions about ADHD absolutely so definitely some of the biggest ones are the first thing I can think of is just that we come across um like malicious or like we don't mean well when I promise you we mean the wellest uh of anybody ever <laughs> like I've had a lot of kind of you'll be like oh like like I can't believe you're, like, you're acting this way or something like that and I'm like okay first of all um what control do you think i have right now <laughs> like if i'm acting this way impulsively like i guarantee i don't i also don't want to be doing this i promise you um so it's definitely hard when people kind of have the misconception of oh it's just like a behavior disorder and I'm like well it's a neurodevelopmental disorder it literally is how our brains wired but okay um, and so i definitely um if somebody's talking like that like i'm one of the first ones to jump up and be like not to be that person but well actually <laughs> Um, because it's, it affects so many people. And I'm like, if you're just having this kind of lens about any like ADHD or, or anybody on any, anywhere on the spectrum, like our behavior, I promise you, like it, it's one of the hardest kind of phrases for me that I always come back to thinking in that regard is, um, actions speak louder than the words. And I'm like, oh, okay. But I promise you our actions are not what you think they are. <laughs> like, I guarantee you. The what you're thinking, reasoning, it, it's not like just it's not. You don't know how we think. You can try to understand it, but I don't think that you're going to know how we think. And so, a lot of the time, like the meaning that I'm intending does not come through, and something comes off, um, comes across quite impulsive or just like ludicrous, or just and I'm like, okay, no, no, no but let me. And so, I've gotten to the habit of I. I mean i talk a lot in general but i'm an over explainer like i'm constantly having to like justify myself and so even just as simple as asking my parents for something like when i was younger like i will i will set up every single possible reason for this thing like my parents are always like amber like if you're gonna ask them you can't lead with all of your points i'm like no i have to because i always have to back myself up and like even as like a kid i knew that or um, even just the fact of like it can come in so many shapes and forms like masking is a thing like even something it's so crazy to think about is when I was little my parents would be like, Amber, like why why do you like why are you so amazing? Like when you go to play at People's Houses and you come here and like this is how you act. And at like age like five or six, I was like, oh well I saved the bad Amber for home. Like obviously I didn't know that was masking. But when I think about that and I'm like, oh my gosh, like that's crazy to think that that like it's so it's kind of sad. Like <laughs> That is basically the biggest misconception, kind of that whole idea. And the second one um, that always comes to mind about, as well is we don't want to make it about us. Like we care so much. We care more than any type of person could ever care probably. Like, and people don't realize that. Like I have the habit of, like as many years do of I need to make everything personally relevant. I need to connect everything to me. And so if you're telling me a story it doesn't matter whether I have a place in the story or not. Like I'm going to jump in and I'm going to tell you a story that's semi maybe not even related because it made me think of it. And I've had, I've actually lost like friendships over that because they think that I just don't care about them. Or they think that I am just making everything all about me. And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? Like you're one of my closest friends. Like I am so invested in you. And like, even one of my closest friends to this day, like we've worked it out since, but like um, they had thought that I just didn't care. Do you feel ADHD has benefited your life? I definitely think that it has given me just so much compassion to to view the world and to view people with, um, where I know other people, like if they're not thinking or they're not concerned with how every single person around them is thinking and feeling at all times, like it's you can just kind of go about your merry way and whatever, but I'm like, no, like I, I care so much about people who might not even give me a second thought, but I, it just immediately, I'm, it's overwhelming to think of how much we think and care about other people. And I definitely see that as a, a strong point because again, like that's gonna make me a better teacher. Like that's gonna make me genuinely care about all of my students. I'm not just gonna be like, okay, whatever, you're a student, you come into my class, do my class and you leave. Like, no, like you're an adolescent. That's such a hugely important part of your life. And I don't even care if you remember the material I teach you. I want you to remember the life lessons I teach you. Like I want you to come out of my class being a better person. Like, you know, and so I think that's definitely a huge positive. I think as well, just the fact that we are so kind of fast thinking, like we're immediately like problem solving. Like it it's so handy to kind of be able to be able to problem solve um rather than just feeling like stuck, like we definitely know very well like what it is to feel stuck but we also know what it is to just be so passionate about something that like you can't even contain it you have to tell everybody like if I'm reading a book I have to tell you the entire plot it doesn't matter that you are not reading the book or you'll never read the book like we we just exude passion we find something that we are interested in like it's it's so amazing like the the capabilities um of hyperfixation (laughs) it's kind of like magic honestly um and so just we are able to kind of greet the world with this like childlike wonder which is amazing because nobody wants to grow up and just be this like kind of monotonous like adult who's blah 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 like but we are able to kind of keep that with us um and be excited and like have passion um and kind of see the world through a somewhat optimistic lens um which is really nice